You're listening to the Bold Face Truth Podcast with Amy Green Smith, episode 474. You can find information on anything referenced in this week's episode at amygreensmith.com slash EP474. There. Check you out listening to self-help pods and working on yourself. Fuck yeah. Quick question. You know those situations where your boss asks you to take on one more thing or your partner asks what's bothering you and you respond with a bold-faced lie? Oops. What would shift for you if you actually started telling the bold-faced truth? Everything. Listen, if you struggle with people-pleasing, perfectionism, and you could use some help with boundaries or speaking up, you are in the right place. Thank God. I am Amy Green-Smith. I'm a certified and credentialed life coach, hypnotherapist, and keynote speaker. Fancy. And I've been working in the personal development space since the mid-2000s. Vintage. Sometimes I'll be solo, other times you'll hear from smart folks offering you easy-to-implement tools to help you tell the bold-faced truth. Yes! Hey, hey, audience, Amy here. This is a very exciting episode. If you have been with me for any number of years, you will know that this is an annual episode that I do repeatedly because it happens right around the new year. And I give you an awesome free planning guide. So here's what you need to know. Before we dive into this episode, go to amygreensmith.com slash EP474, and you are going to see a button there where you can pick up your free planning guide. So this episode, I'm going to be walking you through how to kind of close out 2022, how to kind of put a nice summation around that, and then how we want to approach 2023. What are the ambitions? How do we even want to approach goal setting? I think that there's a a different conversation that's happening now. And I know for myself, the more that I've learned about capitalism and about hustle culture and about how much how much our worthiness is kind of uh, embedded into how much we produce and how much we accomplish, I've started to kind of scale back on the demand that I'm placing on myself. So we'll we'll talk all about that, but you definitely want to make sure you get your hands on this free planning guide. Now, of course, you can listen to this episode and you'll still get tons out of it, but I will tell you, In order to create some massive shift and change things, you really got to get it down on paper. This is something that Mr. Smith and I do every single year. We've done it for, gosh, probably at least a decade where we sit down, we take a couple of hours, we talk through all this stuff. Well, we fill it out each section, we fill it out, and then we discuss and kind of talk about how we can support one another. You can do that with a friend. You could do that with a coach. I've done that with clients before. Or you can simply just do it by yourself. And there is something that happens very scientifically. It's called the idiomotor response. When you actually take stuff that's happening inside your mind and transmit it through your hand, where you're actually writing or you're actually typing, There is a way that it helps cement the things that you are going after, and it creates so much more clarity, so much more clarity. So again, you can grab that free planning guide over at amygreensmith.com slash EP474. It's also the show notes for this this particular episode. Okay, let's talk about a couple of things that tend to get in people's way when they go into the new year and they do these resolutions and they make some sort of big grandiose statement about what 2023 is going to be. And there's a couple of of little snafus that I think people run into because they're not really taught what it takes to genuinely bring goals to fruition. And next week, I'm going to be talking to you specifically about those much more in depth around a handful of things that tend to impede people's ability to really follow through on those goals. So make sure you check out next week's episode as well. But this week, we really want to dig into what we want and what we want to see. But two things just to kind of keep your ears and eyes out for. One is 
not being specific enough. And a lot of times people will say something like, I really want to be healthier. But we don't have any way to really quantify that. What does that mean? Does that mean being on track with all of your dentist appointments or seeing a different uh, practitioner? Does that mean getting help for mental illness or difficulties there? Does that mean physical? Does that mean I want to make sure I'm moving my body a little bit more? So specificity is going to be key, and we're going to dig into that when we talk about SMART goals. But one of the other things that I see a lot of people do is they say and declare that 2023 is going to be about one major area of their life. Like, this is the year I get my business off the ground, or this is the year that I manifest my soulmate. And what happens is we place, first of all, that's not very specific. If we're saying this is the year I get my business off the ground, there's a lot of very quantifiable things that we need as stepping stones to make that happen. But we're also just placing one big goal in one area of our life. And when I went to coaching school back in the day, back in my day, in the mid-2000s, I was introduced to this concept called the wheel of life. And you'll see that we are going to go through this, but it basically covers off eight different massive categories of our lives. So what happens when we focus all of our attention just on one area, we start to neglect all these other elements that contribute to our fulfillment. Now, it's not saying that that there aren't going to be things that are really important or are bigger priorities for your year, but it also doesn't mean that it's going to be helpful for you to negate those other seven areas. So we'll talk about what that looks like. But first, before we jump into that, I want us to take an assessment of what 2022 has been for you. And... I saw this hilarious meme that said, before I commit to 2023, I I need to read all the terms and conditions, (laughs) which I kind of feel like we've been put through the ringer. And I don't know if it's the pandemic or the age that I am, but I feel like for me personally, things have slowed down so much for me. And I've really had to reckon with the fact that, A, I don't really want to be immersed in a hustle culture. And B, I don't have the physical ability to go at the speed that I used to, or even even where I was four years ago, five years ago. And so I think there's an element of giving yourself a lot of grace here. And thinking about what are the components that really do contribute to my life, right? So you'll see on the first page that we're going to look at 2022 in review and size up what this year was for us, just so that we can have our own element of closure and completion. So reflecting on everything that transpired in 2022, what are you the most proud of? And I want to really encourage you here to not feel like it has to be something monolithic. It has to be something profound, like I completed a marathon, or I wrote a book, or I started a business. It it could be. It absolutely could be. But you could be so proud of yourself just because you advocated for a raise, at your workplace, or that you finally established a boundary with an in-law or something like that. So what you are proud of, this is your character. This is not just your accomplishments, okay? This is who was I and what am I the most proud of that I showed up in a way in which I honored my own values, my own integrity, How did that manifest for you throughout 2022? And I want to say, too, this portion, 
I resist, I know a lot of my clients resist, and I'm sure you are going to resist, where we just want to jump into the planning, we want to jump to 2023, And there's a reason for that, right? Because a lot of times we have to address some things that bring up disappointment or sorrow or sadness. And it is easier for us to do checklists. It's easier for us to create new boxes and things that are in the future that we get to check off as opposed to looking at what the profound learning was that happened over 2022. Okay, next question then is, What was your biggest lesson learned in 2022? This could be something that you learned about yourself. This could be, I I really learned that I am an introvert (laughs) more so than an extrovert or even an ambivert. Or I learned that I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. Or I learned that I want to go back to school. Or I learned a lot about social justice this year. Or I learned how to establish boundaries and speak up for myself. I learned a new language. (laughs) You know, there can be so many different things. But what lessons were imparted to you this past year? What word or theme would you use to describe the role 2022 played in your life and why? And I really want to encourage you as you're going through these questions that you're not just doing it like uh, rebuilding. And then just, that's my word. My word was rebuilding. Moving on. I want you to, to dig into why. Like take some time and analyze and process what this year was for you. The reason why that's so important is because the only way out is through. So the things that we genuinely, truly want to leave behind and leave in 2022 and want to heal from, we have to acknowledge and we have to address. Otherwise, my friend, we drag that shit right through to the next year, okay? So take some time and really decipher, what was that word for me over this past year? Maybe it was rebuilding. Maybe it was success. Maybe it was presence. Maybe it was growth or happiness. Maybe it was the first year that you really focused on what what you wanted for fulfillment. Maybe the year was getting by. And I know that's two words, but I'll let, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I think sometimes we're so compelled that to think that if we're doing personal development right, then it's got to be shit and glitter all the time. No, you're allowed to say what what caused you disappointment or what you what you thought about 2022, that maybe it was a shit show for you. Maybe it was really difficult. Maybe your word was sorrow or sadness or pain, or maybe it was healing or building right? Like there could be so many different elements here. And as I like to say, it's called personal development for a reason because it's fucking personal. So if you want to alter this, any of these questions, because there's something else that you kind of need to purge or get out, please knock yourself out, truly. Then on the second page, you're going to see an opportunity to use the space below to list out all the accomplishments from 2022 you want to celebrate. Now, again, this could be really tangible things like buying a home or having a baby or, you know, some really monumental things. But it can also be really little things like, you know what? I really wanted to consume more water this year and I did. Or I've really limited my drinking or I've gotten better sleep this year. Or I really distanced myself from some family members who who were really causing a lot of strife in my, in my world. Those little things compounding over time in all of these different areas in our, of our life are what create massive change. It's really quite true. So I want you to think about all of the things that that you have accomplished this year. So I'll give you an example from last year. I had written out that I hired somebody to help me with Facebook ads and really took a strong risk. Now, those Facebook ads, I lost thousands of dollars. I It did not yield a positive result. 
But that was a really big accomplishment for me because I tend to be fairly risk averse. So the fact that I took a risk and that I put myself out there and I tried a couple of different options for marketing was an accomplishment for me. So it doesn't always have to be that it yields this incredible result. It could be I went through four different doctors to help me with my autoimmune, and I'm still on the journey of finding the right practitioner for me. But I did that. I've actively accomplished looking at who can be in my support team for my health. Those are big deals, and I think it's important that we acknowledge all of the things that we try. I had a doctor years ago who said, everything that doesn't work means you're one step closer to what does. And I think it's important that we acknowledge those steps that we take, even if they don't feel like this monumental win or something we want to celebrate. If you have made headway in some area, it's worth acknowledging, all right? Final question, how have you grown over this past year and who have you become? If you were to flash back to one year ago and you were up against specific situations, how did you handle them last year at this time versus how you would handle them now? One of my favorite things to do is just to pull up my calendar from the beginning of last year of 2022 and just see what was on my calendar. What was I actively participating in? What was I working on? Who was I hanging out with? And what were, what was I doing? What was occupying my time? You know, this year, I can definitely say I have massively grown in my communication. And I've learned a lot about how to communicate even more, more effectively with Mr. Smith and understanding what he needs. I've also learned a lot about communicating with others in the realm of social social justice topics because I get so fucking heated about that and I can tend to be a bit of a chihuahua that's biting people's heads off <laughs> or trying, just kind of gnawing around. And I've really stretched and grown in that way. So accomplishments, again, this could be, you know, I'm going backwards now a little bit, but I'm just thinking and trying to give you all ideas so that you don't feel like it has to be something massive to get on the list. I am so proud of our accomplishments around fucking Halloween, y'all. We started really going crazy with our haunt. That's sort of like the insider lingo around people who go crazy over Halloween and and have all these animatronics and, and all of that. And I built a fortune teller box that animatronic myself. And I'm really, really proud of that. I learned a process called corpsing. (laughs) So all of that stuff I'm going to be listing under my accomplishments. I'm proud of that stuff. So how? final question, how have you grown over the past year? Who have you become? Reference back to... This time last year, if you have any way of looking it up, you can also check out fucking Facebook. It always gives you a this time last year or whatever to give you a little bit of a snapshot of of where you were and how much you've changed. Now we're going to go into the wheel of life. So you will see this on page three. This is a way to kind of quantify or uh, size up exactly what I was talking about with those eight different areas of your life and your level of satisfaction right now at the completion of 2022 and where you want to be this time next year. I think sometimes we get really caught up in the our five-year plan or what's your 10-year plan. And I really think a lot of what has to do with manifestation is not just seeing a big, huge goal for five years' time, but seeing yourself accomplishing all of the little baby steps along the way. That is one of the key pieces to manifestation that gets missed a lot. So For example, if I want to manifest a book deal, I don't just manifest or or visualize seeing myself signing books at a speaking event. I visualize all the baby steps along the way. I visualize celebrating my proposal being done, which I've already done that. So yay, fuck yes. 
I will visualize having a conversation with an agent and the agent saying, oh my gosh, yes, I want to represent you. I will visualize the next step of the agent calling me saying, we have an editor at this particular publisher and they they want the book. They want to buy, they want a contract. So I picture all those little baby steps along the way. And this will be really helpful when we get to the actual planning portion. So instead of thinking of just the big, big goal, we want to be thinking about what are some of those baby steps along the way? So the first step of doing that is deciding how happy, how satisfied, how fulfilled am I in these various areas of my life? Okay, so these are the eight different areas. We're going to start in the middle with sort of that the uh, peachier colored boxes for fun and recreation, significant other, career, money, spirituality slash growth, personal growth, friends and family. Some people like to divide those up as well. You're more than welcome. Health and physical environment. Now, a couple of things to understand about this. When we are sizing up our satisfaction in each area, we're not necessarily saying what the obvious answer would be or that it has to be a quantity thing. For example, friends and family, you might be in a situation where you really severed ties with family members very deliberately, and that has freed up so much in your world. So maybe in 2022, you're saying, yeah, I feel like even though family isn't really a part of my life any longer, I am at like an eight with fulfillment or maybe with significant other. Maybe you love being single. And so your level of fulfillment there is eight, even though you're single. That's completely fine. So I want you to think about these through the level, the lens of how fulfilled, how happy am I in these various categories, okay? Then we want to think about where do I want to be? How satisfied do I want to be in these eight categories or nine, if you divide any of them up, by the end of 2023 in one year's time? And what I would suggest is that you rank these on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being extremely unsatisfied, 10 being incredibly satisfied and fulfilled. And then when we make the jump from where we are now to where we want to be in a one year's time, think about doing maybe two to three points in between. So if you are feeling like in your career, you're at a four, if we say, okay, by this time next year, I want to be at a nine, that is likely going to feel so overwhelming, like the amount of work and to-do lists and tasks to get you to that career at a nine. So think about, I mean, of course, no hard and fast rules. It's personal development for a reason. But I'm thinking two points-ish, two to three points feels realistic or reasonable within a year. Now, some of them, like for myself, my significant other is always pretty much every year, like around a nine or a 10. So when we craft goals around that, we craft what I like to call maintenance goals. So how do we maintain those numbers? Right. So if you're at a nine or a 10, it doesn't mean that, like, okay, I'm done in that category, but we go, okay, how do I maintain that number here? What are the things that I need to do in my career to stay here or to stay in, you know, a happy place with my physical environment? A note on physical environment while I'm bringing that up physical environment can be anything from your home that you live in. So if you're living with roommates or if you have children at home or you're caretaking for somebody, it's your actual home, your domicile. It can also be the city you live in, the street, the neighborhood you live in, the state, the country that you live in. So you can really assess like, okay, maybe I really, really love my house, but I'd love to live in a different state right? Like, so that may factor into how you gauge your number for physical environment. 
Okay. So all of the things that contribute to that, like, so maybe you really, again, love the house, but you would like to live in a city that's maybe more liberal or that has better schools or something like that. Okay. So hopefully that is clear. We're moving from our assessment from 2022. Here's how happy, satisfied I am in these categories. And then here's where I would want to move towards in 2023 so that I'm able to kind of look back and see, have I gained some traction here? One of the things that I like to do, if you've been doing this with me for many years, is to do this assessment of where you're at at the end of 2022, and then look back and see where did you want to be? What did you write down last year? And I keep all of this stuff digitally on on my uh, MacBook and on my iPad so that it's easy for me to reference. And we're going to talk about that too when we talk about maintaining this throughout the year. But that helps. I like to do it blindly, like go in and just let me mark them all out and then compare it to last year and go, okay, yeah. And I found that there are some stuff, some things that in my head, I kind of go, oh, well, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. But then when I look back at it, I'm like, Oh, but there is, there's a shit ton I did do. Okay, I'm really proud of myself. Or sometimes things really, really shift and change, and it's important that you allow that to happen. An example that I've given uh, in years past, this has happened to Mr. Smith and I at least twice, if not more, where under our fun and recreation goals, we had go to Ireland. It's one of our bucket list trips. We want to get to the homeland, and we have the first time it was on our goals was in 08, and then we ended up buying a condo that year, which in California is no fucking joke. So we bought a condo that year, and so what changed for us was our goals around our physical environment rather than our fun and recreation. So things had to skew a little bit. And that was fine. These are malleable. These are adjustable. These are changeable. But I'll tell you what, if you don't have a type of map, then you are never going to get where you want to fucking go. All right. At least if you have a map, you can kind of go, you know what? Let's make a pit stop over here. Or since we're driving through here, let's stop at this place instead. Or why don't we just stay here? I like living here. So that's why we want to give ourselves a little bit of a map and why this can be a really advantageous process. Before we continue, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and you know I'm a huge fan of therapy. I like to say, if you don't think that you need therapy, then you probably need therapy. Because listen, without a healthy mind, being really, truly happy and at peace can really be a challenge. But the good news is that therapy really does work. So whatever you need help with, it is time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better, okay? Because you deserve to be happy. Here's the deal. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't even have to be on camera if you don't want to. Hello, introverts. I see you out there. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They have over 20,000 therapists in their network, which gives you way, way more options than your immediate geographical area. And it's also available for clients worldwide. Much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. In fact, a member of my family just started and totally loves it. It is always a good time to invest in yourself because you deserve it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Bold Face Truth podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash bold truth. That's betterhelp.com slash bold truth or enter the code bold truth at checkout again to save 10% off your very first month. All right, let's get back to the show. On page four, you're going to see a breakdown of SMART goals. Now, I feel like most people are aware of SMART goals. If you are not, they, it's an acronym. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Resonant, 
and time-oriented. Now, sometimes I think we overcorrect in our culture where we go, I hate hustle culture. I hate capitalism. Smart goals fucking blow. And we just like lump everything into one category. I still am a fan. I feel like it helps me be way more specific and clear. And for me, that is all about manifestation. That's about being really clear with the universe exactly what I want to attract. In fact, there's this really funny quote that says, I always knew I wanted to be somebody and now I'm realizing I should have been more specific. (laughs) So that's one of the things that I think about is the more qualitative, quantitative that I am, the easier it is for the universe to go, okay, bitch, I see what you want. Here you go. So let's talk about this a little bit. There are, this is basically just an infographic with an example for you. So let's say one of your fun and recreation goals is to purchase Disneyland passes for the family and plan five trips this year. Obviously, that's incredibly specific. We will be able to check off that list if we've done it or not. It's not something like, I want to have more adventure with the kids or do more activities with the kids like you see here. Not smart. It is very vague and it's very hard to tally or to go, you know what? Yeah, I really accomplished that. Measurable. You can easily tell if you've accomplished this goal because it is something you can measure. You can tell if you did five trips that year. You can tell if you've done four trips. It is very easy to calculate. Achievable. Is this something that you can accomplish? Now, this goes back to the jump in points between where you are now in one specific area and where you want to be. So let's say you marked your health at a two and you want it to be at an eight by the end of the year. That probably feels wildly unachievable. So Of course, everything is possible. Everything is achievable. I get it. Yes, for sure. And when we have such a discrepancy in where we are now and where we want to go, it can create, depending on your personality, it can create a huge sense of overwhelm and lack of motivation. Most people, when something feels realistic and doable and achievable, create so much more momentum. And our ability to keep going and continue to take those baby steps. Resonant. R stands for resonant. This is really key because I think there are some times when we put goals into place in our life because it's something that our parents really wanted for us or our partner really wanted for us. A anecdote that I've shared many times, and I'm pretty sure Mr. Smith has shared this on the show. He was in school probably a good 20 years ago for physical therapy, and it was something that his dad really wanted him to do. And he was in a situation where the funding that he was using to go to school started to fall through, and he really had to take a step back and go, okay, is this something that I really, really want? Or am I doing this for my dad's dream, the thing that he wanted me to accomplish? And what if I took that element out of the picture? What would my goal be, right? And sometimes these goals are ones that we feel like we should have. Like if you've been with a company and you've been working your way up that ladder and the next natural step is VP, or CEO, and you're like, well, I should want that. That's what I've been working towards for 20 years. But it doesn't excite you. It's not resonant. So we really have to make sure that what we are going after in our lives are things that we really genuinely want. In fact, there's a I'm sure you've heard me talk about this. In fact, I did an episode on it. We'll link to it in the show notes around the top five regrets of the dying, which is based off of originally an article, an online article, and then turned into a book by Brony Ware. And one of the top regrets of the dying is I wish I, this is the number one, number one, I wish I would have lived a life that I wanted, not 
what others wanted for me. So on our deathbed, we need to be able to say, I made these choices for me as best as we can, right? Like now that we have this consciousness, now that we have this awareness, we're working on ourselves, we're paying attention to our intuition, what's going on internally. These are the times to make sure that we're we're breaking up with these old goals that don't serve us, that aren't what we really want, okay? And then finally, time-oriented. Making sure that you have specific dates. And again, all of those are malleable and changeable. We do not have to have those set in stone. So, you know, (laughs) for example, you could have, you know, by this date, I want to have gotten my business license for a new company that I'm starting. Maybe you have to push that out a month, but at least it's on your motherfucking radar. If you don't have it even on your radar, here's what happens. You go, I want to start a business one day. I want to start a business one day. I would like to start a business one day. And then four, five years later, six, 10 years later, you're saying the same goddamn thing. But if you actually attach some time to it, and make that very specific, you can go, ah, okay, that maybe I can't leave it on this year because maybe I got pregnant. And now my whole focus is going to be about bringing this life into this world and keeping it alive. And maybe the starting of the business, I need to roll to to, to 2024. But at least it's on your priorities. It's something that you want to do, okay? So SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, resonant, time-oriented. And you can kind of work through that example that you see on on page four. But think about that with every single thing that we start framing up here in our planning for 2023. So this is going to be on page five and six. And you will see places for all eight of these areas of the wheel of life for you to put goals down. Now, what I do when I go through this, and Mr. Smith does the same thing, is we write down like a whole bunch of different things that we want to do, ranging from very, very minimal to big deal things. So, for example, under spirituality and growth, I've written continue to do morning hypnosis. Like I do a specific morning ritual with hypnosis every single morning, but I can, I'm can i saying I want to continue doing that. That is a maintenance goal under spirituality and growth. I also want to continue reading before I go to bed, right? Friends and family, I might say, I want to make sure that I'm arranging some sort of get together with my friends once a month. Or I want to put a note in my calendar or in my task lists to call my brother every other week or what have you. Health, health, I list out all the appointments I want to do. <laughs> Last year, I had like mammogram needs to happen by this time. I need to have two dentist appointments. I need to make sure I get my eyes checked. I need, you know, like I go through all of it. And under health, I put work through an intuitive eating program. Find a therapist who specializes in body image and religious trauma, which I did, right? So there's things like that that are great goals to have, but they don't have to necessarily be, I want to lose 50 pounds and I want to work out so many times a week. Like all of that stuff, great, whatever. Knock yourself out. I'm never going to tell anybody not to have a specific goal. But for the love of fucking all things sacred, can we maybe not have goals that are all around the male gaze and the patriarchy and what, who can actually benefit from me fucking hating my body? Obviously, I'm seeing that therapist for a reason, (laughs) but I also feel like it would be a disservice if I didn't talk about the fact that this is a perfect opportunity for all sorts of organizations to sweep in and capitalize off of insecurity over bodies that are totally fucking healthy. 
Okay. And if you struggle with that at all, I'll link to some body image episodes that I did not too long ago. You can find them in the show notes. I had some brilliant experts that were incredibly helpful for me as well and some great resources as well. But I just want you to think about that too of like, what if we didn't make it be about being in a specific size of jeans, but rather I want to be able to be flexible enough to have to get into some awesome sex positions. <laughs> Or I want to be able to run around with my grandkids. Like that's a much better health goal in my very humble opinion. But I love that question of, you know, who is benefiting? What what old white man is is making shit ton of money off of my insecurities around my body, my beauty, my health? All right. So just a little caveat side side note about that. And you get to also want whatever the fuck you want for your body, all right? But let's just be clear where that desire is coming from. Okay, so with all of these, I want to encourage you to have goals in every area, even if they are super, super small. So fun and recreation, one of the things that I'll be putting on there, there are uh, there's an amazing group of women in my community who plays Bunko every month. And it is such a fun, like it just cracks me up, such a fucking middle-aged thing to do. But you can win a shit ton of money and it's so much fun. So fun and recreation will be Bunko once a month with the ladies here in my community. It could be something like, I'm going to have more fun with my kids, and it's going to look like this. I'm going to play games around, I'm going to look up specific games to play around cleaning up their room that we are going to use every Friday, right? Like, try to make it as linear and specific as possible. And then sometimes you're going to have a buy when date, you know, something like, I want to buy a house by this date, or I want to start a business by this date, write a book, et cetera. And then other times it's going to be like every Thursday or three times a week or every weekend, something like that. All right. So for fun and recreation, Mr. Smith and I are going to be going to what I affectionately call Halloween Con in February. And I'm so excited about this where we're taking about four or five days and we are just going to be communing with the most elaborate animatronics. They're like Hollywood grade animatronics. And it, I just, I'm a little bit outside, out, out of body about it. With money, with money, I would say be as specific as possible as well, especially if you want, you're wanting to manifest a specific amount of money. Like here's what I want to make this year, or here's what I want to start putting away each month for a car fund or for you know, a health savings fund or something like that. You can also say, I want to meet with and hire a financial advisor, or I want to read this specific book on money this year. So all of these things get to be as small or as big as you want, but I do encourage you to have at least one in all of the areas so that you're really catering to all of the things that contribute to your happiness, not just the big heavy hitters. And there's going to be a hierarchy, right? Like there's going to be stuff like, for example, if you're really struggling in your marriage, there might be a lot more emphasis placed on goals that the two of you have more so than friends and family this year or more so than physical environment. Like can't even think about home and moving or anything like that until the two of you are dialed out. So maybe a goal for your home might be planting some new flowers during the spring or, you know, getting a new bedspread. You know, that can always kind of shift things energetically too, which might not be a bad idea. So hopefully that is helpful. And then you'll see in the very the very final column, and if you are filling this out on your computer, I should say, all of this is fill-inable to fill-inable PDF. And if you are online, there's a little checkbox where you can click like a little 
check in that final right corner. So what I want you to do with that when you're looking at the SMART goal question mark is I want you to just run it through that filter of has this been specific? Is it measurable? Is it achievable? Is it resonant with me? Is it something I really want to do? Or do I feel pushed into it? Or I have to, or I should, or historically, I've always done it or it's the natural next step or whatever. And then also, is it time-oriented? So run it through that filter and just make sure that that feels, it feels like it's a genuine SMART goal just because that's going to set you up for success so much more. And I'll tell you what, if you get to the spirituality and growth and you have anything in there around letting go of people-pleasing, relinquishing perfectionism, and you want to figure out what exactly that looks like, like how can we make that really specific? With perfectionism, it might be every single week, I want to notice one situation where I would normally have obsessed over something to be perfect, and I chose to let it go. That's how you can make those things quantifiable is you can say, I need, I'm going to check in with myself every Friday and say, did you let go of one thing that didn't matter, right? Like that's what we're talking about typically with perfectionism. It's stuff that we're holding ourselves to a standard that really doesn't matter. And really what that is, is us striving for our worth, trying to find our enoughness, our worth in our work or through approval from other people or in things totally outside of ourselves. The same is true for people-pleasing. So maybe under people-pleasing, it is, I want to, at least three times this year, I want to have said exactly how I felt to my in-laws. You know, that could be a really good specific goal around personal growth and development. It could be even as simple as I want to have a really candid conversation with my brother and be honest with him about our relationship. That's an amazing goal to have. And it's very specific. You know exactly if you've had that conversation or not, right? And I will tell you that if you know that you want to create some changes, you want to create some shifts, and you really genuinely need somebody in your corner— But you do want to believe that you're enough. You do want to have confidence. You do want to establish boundaries. You want to let go of some of the shit from the past. And you would love to kind of jumpstart that. Honey, please come with me to Mexico. I know I've talked about this before. I do still have availability for an all-inclusive retreat that I am running in May of 2023. So you still are able to break up your payment into quite a handful of months All you have to do is get your happy ass to Puerto Vallarta, and I will take care of everything else, including your rides to and from the airport. We'll have a car service for you. All of your meals, including room service and all of the restaurants, open bars. There's a swim-up bar. It's so, so fucking cool. It's this really cute boutique uh, resort that's on the beach so you can actually swim in the beach. Fun fact, not all Mexican beaches are swimmable. This one is. And we're going to be digging into all the things that contribute to your enoughness. The retreat is called I Am Enough Already. And we're going to be targeting three major categories, confidence, boundaries, and forgiveness, specifically self-forgiveness. So if you know that you this is the year that you want to start shifting that stuff, please go to amygreensmith.com slash enough. You'll see that also in the show notes if you need it, but the URL is super easy. It's just slash enough and you can read all about it, all the things that are included. There's some bougie ass stuff that's included, like a pillow menu and shit and like room fragrances. <laughs> Uh, my very lower middle class ass is like, oh, okay, sweet. (laughs) It's fun to heal that stuff from my childhood, you know, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Have a look at that. And next week, I'm going to be coming at you with another solo episode where we talk about some of the major issues that get in our way when we go after our goals. Okay. Oh, one other final thing that I wanted to say after you've built out everything on page five and six, the next step then 
is to create some sort of accountability measure. So you've probably heard me say this before. The things that actually get accomplished are the things that are either on your calendar or on your to-do list. If they are on some just random worksheet and that you don't ever look at again, it's likely that you're not going to be tallying these things off of your list. So what I do is I go into my my scheduler, which I use uh, just Google Calendar, and I'll set up for myself monthly, review your goals. And then whatever is on those goals that I'm like, ooh, okay, we need to make a dentist appointment or, ooh, yes, call your brother or, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we need to start planning that trip to Ireland. <laughs> Finally, yes, that happened again in 2020 where we were like, well, guess we're taking that one off the, <laughs> off the fun and recreation list. So you want to make sure once you have this, now how does it get implemented into your actual day in and day out life? Okay. Does that mean that you put alarms on your phone? Does it mean you have a new calendar system? Do you do a paper calendar? I know some people are really tactile and love doing that. Knock yourself out. Is it something that you have alarms, reminders, things that are on the fridge so that you visually see it? Is it an accountability partner where you meet once a month or you hire somebody like a coach or a therapist or somebody where you have the space allocated every single week or every month to process some of the stuff that you've decided is a priority for your year? All right. So we are going to make shit happen in 2023 as long as we uh, read the terms and conditions and feel good about them. (laughs) All right, my friends, I am hoping this is helpful for you. Scoot over to Instagram and tell me how it was for you. It Show me pictures, tag me. You can find me under the handle Hey Amy Green Smith over on Insta. That's where I hang out the most. And stay tuned next week where we talk about making sure that we don't get in our own goddamn way. I will see you around these parts next week. And please remember, you are enough. Your voice fucking matters. So go out there and speak the bold-faced truth. Peace. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Just one more thing. So these podcasts, it turns out, don't actually rate and review themselves. So I would be over the moon if you would leave a review, rate the show, subscribe and tell anyone you know who needs to start speaking the fuck up for themselves and if you do i will give you a mini pig just kidding but i will be so very incredibly grateful okay thank you bye